0: I would love it if we sat around and just talked about Stanley Tucci all day long. I
1: I did. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting completely off topic, but I did watch a movie with Stanley Tucci yesterday, and I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, Stanley Tucci is perfect. I just want to talk about his performances and everything.
0: Did you watch those YouTube videos when everything shut down first, uh, like back, you know, a thousand years ago in March, uh, where he was just doing mixed drinks?
1: No. Okay, what? I'm going to send you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to send them to you. Oh, <laughs> they will warm gosh. your heart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm send. I love, okay. I love <laughs> yeah, Stanley yeah. Tucci so much. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Adapted for Your Viewing. My name is David and I watch too much Star Wars.
0: <laughs> and my name is Amanda and I feel like I should read more Star Wars. I think there's a lot of good Star Wars to read. But... Yeah, why
1: are we doing that? Oh my gosh, we just, we created a new podcast right here and now.
0: <laughs> that and our Stanley Tucci podcast coming in 2021.
1: Oh gosh, All of the, don't tease people like that
0: uh but anyway this is this episode isn't about stanley tucci unfortunately um we are brother and sister and this is our podcast for nerds where we talk too much about movies and the books they're based on and today we get to do something different uh today we're talking about season two of the mandalorian
1: We like Star Wars. We love talking about Star Wars. So we wanted to talk a little bit about The Mandalorian. Since this Mm -hmm. is a full TV season review, uh, we're going to try to do a short spoiler free discussion before just jumping into our full spoiler discussion. Uh, But Amanda, maybe Mm -hmm. let's talk about our thoughts on season one. What did you think about The Mandalorian?
0: Yeah, like, like everybody when The Mandalorian came out, I was nervous because. Oh, yeah. Of the, the track record for new Star Wars went up and then down and then middle and then down again. Um, you guys may have noticed that our, our review on the last Star Wars big movie, which feels so long ago. It feels um, like
1: five years ago (laughs) Uh,
0: we were not fans and we had to record that episode multiple times there's like a four hour version of this that episode's floating around somewhere so like many in the Star Wars fandom we have a lot of opinions about it when Mandalorian came out I was nervous I did not like that they did not release the whole thing that we had to wait episode episode (laughs) everyone
1: was upset when they (laughs) realized it was a weekly release show
0: Uh, I still hate that, but a little bit less now and was pleasantly surprised after the first episode. Um, I'm not a fan of Westerns or Western motifs. And so the fact that it was very much like a reinvented Western where the main character is like going from town to town, but planet to planet and having adventures didn't super interest me. And then it did. It was actually pretty good. Um, And Baby Yoda was amazing. So the gift of Baby Yoda really brought it through. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I was going into season one of The Mandalorian extremely skeptical because Disney has kind of butchered the movies a little bit. So I had incredibly low expectations. I also knew about Baby Yoda because I did not watch it right away. I Uh, wanted to be one of those people who... I waited for the whole season to drop for me to watch Mm -hmm. it in one go, but I was seeing Mm -hmm. so much stuff about this baby Yoda. I just had to watch. And of course, I ended up falling in love with this TV show because uh, one, like you said, the Western motifs were a great addition. And it just kind of felt like a return to smaller stories, which is Mm -hmm. something that I really wanted the... Previous movies to kind of focus on. So it was nice to see season one uh, try to narrow the focus of this big old universe down to a single story. So I I came pretty, pretty high on the show at the end of season one, but it it didn't Mm -hmm. feel like it reached like anything crazy. It just felt like, you know, good Star Wars content.
0: It did feel like it's Star Wars. I feel like it was a little bit slow in the middle. Um, started off super strong. I was lucky enough not to get Baby Yoda spoiled. Um, I watched it the day it came out and I didn't look at any spoilers for it. And so it was one of the more pleasant um, like viewing experiences to get surprised by Baby Yoda. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like the middle was a little bit slow, but not bad. Uh, I really love like found families. And so it kind of bugged me that he wasn't like growing a cast of characters around him that he had to like meet new people every time. But I get it. That's part of the the motif. Um, And I think it ended like really strong. I really Mm -hmm. liked the last episode of the first season. Um, I love that it was in some ways like action packed, but in other ways it wasn't. It was very much like character motivated. And that was kind of a surprise for me too. So big fan of season one. Uh, sounds like you were a big fan of season one, too. David, how mm-hmm. did you how did you feel about going into season two?
1: Ooh, I am happy to report that Jon Favreau has successfully saved Star Wars for me. Uh, <laughs> him. I mean, here's the thing is that I knew going into the Mandalorian season two that the people in charge of it knew what they were doing. John mm-hmm. Favreau has a very good understanding, I think of fan bases. Uh, if you look at how he has talked about Star Wars, but also other things, if you look at his production on um, the Marvel movies that he was initially involved with, if you look mm-hmm. at his production on of all movies, elf, I didn't realize he produced elf until I watched some information on it. And I think he has a real keen understanding of why people love things. So Mm -hmm. because he has a good idea of the fandom and then what makes those things special, he was able, with the help of Dave Filoni, who is the mastermind of the Clone Wars TV show, which has essentially saved the prequel universe, like, Mm -hmm. I think without that, I think the prequels would maybe not be as fun and memeable. I think they would just be bad. Yeah. So I was really looking forward to it, knowing that it was in good hands and I was extremely satisfied. Now I, we'll go into the spoiler section. I don't necessarily think it heads into very new territory in some ways. I think it tells very familiar stories. They keep them small, but I was extremely satisfied um, with the way it ended and it just made me want more at the end of it, which I mean, you can't really ask for anything more out of a TV show than that.
0: Yeah, I I felt the same. I was really excited. You know, Jon Favreau is doing a really great job with the series. I love that Dave Filoni is part of it. Um, I didn't watch the Clone Wars series initially and kind of dove into it to be honest, right after I watched Mandalorian season one, cause I was like, I kind of want more star Wars. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised at like, like you said, like the small stories that are kind of strung together in this overall huge universe. Um, and that's really what the Mandalorian does super well. Season two, I think improves on what's going on in season one. I thought the stories were tighter and the, the, uh, like many things that happened from episode to episode were a little bit more exciting. Um, and, yeah, the ending. We're going to have to talk about the ending and the spoilers because I have some mixed feelings about it. But overall, season two was really good as well. Um, there's more Baby Yoda, which of course. is great. He gets a name, but we can also call him Baby Yoda. Um, and we get returning characters, which is what I really wanted, too. So some of my favorite characters from season one come back. Uh, we get a great villain in Moff Gideon, played by Um, Giancarlo Esposito. Amazing. Like literally so good as a villain. Uh, So I love a really good Star Wars villain.
1: Yeah, I, I think the reason why shows like The Mandalorian and Clone Wars succeed where many of maybe the movie content has not is that if you really look at it, these plots are very kind of basic. There aren't mm-hmm. a lot of turns, if I'm honest. Like, you could easily tell exactly how this story is gonna end. Like, yeah. when the final scene happened in the last shot, to be honest, I saw it coming. Yeah. But what makes I think both you're supposed of these, to, though. And, yeah, I think you're supposed to. Uh, what makes both this and the Clone Wars so special is the dedication to character work that um, they put into... The Mandalorian itself, like he Mando is a fantastic character. Pedro Pascal does a great job, especially at the end, like his emotional conclusion really got to me. Uh, And then all the small side characters. I mean, I never would have thought one of my favorite characters from this season would be like this frog creature. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved the frog creature story mm-hmm. and I kind of wish yeah. there was more frog creature and it's only there for like two episodes and I loved it so the story uh kind of takes a back seat and instead they focus on these characters that you can really root for and even throw in some fan service characters and mm-hmm. you know, it kind of makes sense if you yeah. You don't need a big, crazy plot to implement these fanservice-y characters. You just kind of need that to make sense and for them to get along and have a good story and good development with your current cast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the fanservice is definitely they pluck characters from the Clone Wars and put them into this season and they don't feel... It doesn't feel like they're bashing you over the head with it. It doesn't feel gimmicky. They're incorporating it into a story, which is really great. So,
1: I will. I. I mean, I'll say it kind of feels slightly gimmicky with a couple things, and I think that is. Mostly I would say because- one thing feels gimmicky. <laughs> I would would say a handful, but I would say that's not even the show's fault. It kind of feels like how at the end of Marvel movies, you get those post-credit scenes and you're like, all right, this is clearly just trying to sell me on the next thing. Mm -hmm. It kind of does that because afterwards it came out that Star Wars is making like a billion TV shows and movies after this. And I was like, all right, I kind of feel like it was just trying to get me onto the other things. But also... It did make sense story wise. And I did want to see certain characters very badly. So, you know, it was a wash overall. But, you know, you're going to like it.
0: (laughs) There's yeah, there's definitely a point in this series um, where it's not even that like a certain character shows up, but there's like a certain episode that happens where I'm like. All right, I think I like Star Wars again. I think I'm like on board 100% for Star Wars. If this is what Star Wars is going to be moving forward, I'm here for it and I'll keep watching. You guys have my money. You guys will get more of it. Well
1: done. You guys did it. (laughs) They just, they came to the understanding that Star Wars is not about story. The story, the story of Star Wars has never been a complicated one. Like, ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We want to see good guys fight bad guys and eventually win. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's and it. that's all you need. <laughs> that's all you but need. But the characters need to have fully fleshed out like developments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't have that, the story feels flat. Everything yeah. feels flat. Star Wars will, is all about characters.
0: I will say, so probably my least favorite episode, to be honest, is the last episode of the series, um, which we'll talk about in the spoiler section. It's not a bad episode, but it's just my least favorite. But I will say my favorite part of the season is that... The like climax, the overall climax of the entire season isn't like a big beat em up. It's like an emotional moment between the characters. Yeah. And I got to give it to that, to the show. It's amazing that they did that and it makes me like them even more. So even though yeah. I didn't love this, the last episode, I love that that was the point of what they were trying to do and I was here for it.
1: I was all for it too because. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a lot of action sequences that I could look back on and say, man, that was cool. But I can look back into character moments that happen and say, I really connected with that in a way, or I thought that was really funny, or that was very interesting. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that just tells you all you need to know. Um, For me, this has definitely made me cautiously, I'm going to say this with an (laughs) extra, extremely cautiously optimistic about Star Wars. They Mm -hmm. are making 100 TV shows, so odds are one of them will not be great. But yeah, for the most part, I'm looking forward to more.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of okay with it. I feel like Star Wars benefits from longer character driven stories, which definitely um, is a strength in TV shows over movies. So I'm here for it. I'll watch them all. Yeah.
1: Uh, So that will kind of conclude our spoiler-free discussion. Why don't we get into some of the spoilers, specifically that last episode? I think you and I both want to really talk about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, so let's talk a little bit of spoilers. Um, Let's just start with the big kahuna here. Let's talk about that last episode a bit, huh?
0: Yeah, let's do it. What did you think about... And this is going to be the big old spoiler, everybody. Luke showing up at the end of this episode.
1: So I was very mixed because here's the thing. All right. I I saw this coming a mile away. It only makes sense <laughs> yeah. that in a world post um, Return of the Jedi, where we know Luke is rebuilding the Jedi, we know he's mm-hmm. going to do some sort of training thing with Kylo mm-hmm. Ren and blah, 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 blah. We know that's all going to happen. So it was not a surprise. It was not a surprise in the least bit. What was surprising and the thing that I did truly hate was slightly CGI'd, ADR'd uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. (laughs) Like, here's the thing. All right. They already figured out how to do this. And that is just cast a new person. Okay, Yeah. I was. Say what you will about the Han Solo movie. I will actually defend that movie tooth and nail, but it is much more of an easy watch because you just have an actor and you get to have the full performance there and nothing feels off or weird about it. Mm-hmm. Having Mark Hamill come in and do the voice and have a guy that kind of looks like Luke and have him slightly CGI'd, not fully CGI'd, felt wrong in every single capacity.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did, um, I saw a bunch of stuff online because everybody was guessing that Luke was going to show up somewhere in this season. Um, but I saw a bunch, like they were recasting Luke as younger actors and they had a side by side picture of young Mark Hamill with, uh, Sebastian Stan from, um, from, uh, he plays Bucky in the Marvel movies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know him they exactly. Look, yeah.
0: They look identical. And so I totally agree. I wish they would have just found a, a suitable replacement. Everybody would have been like, well, it's not the same thing, just like they did in the Han Solo movie. But um, at the very least, you wouldn't have like this weird, uncanny valley thing happening. Uh, and it was OK. I I have mixed feelings about it because it was extremely cool. Um, Luke comes in and just destroys all of these like super Iron Man stormtroopers. And it's awesome. Uh it, it very much mirrors the um the scene, the, the very, very good scene in a meh movie uh for Rogue One, the amazing mm-hmm. um yeah. Darth Vader scene at the end of it. Um and it's thrilling. My problem is is that This isn't, like, Luke's story. And so I didn't really want, like, Luke saving the day necessarily. And I also really kind of wanted it to be a different Jedi. I wanted, like, the universe to expand past just uh, the Skywalkers. But on the flip side, I also saw a bunch of stuff with Mark Hamill talking about returning and, like, watching that scene and how emotional he got during it. So I also kind of love it, which... If you don't hate and love something at the same time in Star Wars, is it really, is
1: it really Star Is it really Wars? good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, I think my problems purely lie with the effects because mm-hmm. I think the scene is effective in a way. I mean, let me back up a little bit and say the episode kept doing this thing where it was like, oh, something's bad is going to happen. And then some <laughs> ex yes. nothing. Th- it did it like four times in that episode. It did. Yeah. And so, like, it wasn't as effective as a punch. But the thing is, they're showing Luke being super awesome. And then you're just completely taken out of it because you see his face and you're like, oh, that's not right. And so you're yeah. no longer paying attention to the scene. You're just being like, that is a creepy, inhuman, Luke, dumb weird guy <laughs> and not well, some cool awesome Jedi so that's, that is my main problem I think it makes sense that he mm. would show up as opposed to other Jedi because the he's kind of the only Jedi <laughs> so there yeah. really isn't many to really come help him
0: yeah I mean yeah that's fine um I still wanted I don't know I I had problems, like, with the episode structure itself. Like, I didn't like that Moff Gideon was, he was a terrifying villain up until this episode where he was kind of dumb. And I don't love that. Um And then on top of it, it leads up to this moment where uh, the Mandalorian has won this dark saber from Moff Gideon in combat. And uh, the people he's with, he's with the old Mandalorians what is her name? Bo-Katan, who's incredible in it. Um, mm-hmm. I love her in this season. And she's trying to get that saber, but now she can only win it in combat. And so there's this great, like, they already have such a great clash of ideology because there are two sides of the Mandalorian, like, faith, essentially, and cultures. Um, And so they have this great, like, inner inner conflict between each other where they both like respect each other, but now they have very opposite goals. And I wanted that to be what we do in this episode. I wanted that to be where it ended and either they like fell apart or they had some kind of showdown and the bad guy got away because of it. Like I wanted that to be where the episode ended. Uh, I kind of wanted it to end on like a dark, you know, you know, <laughs> Emperor Strikes Back type of way. I wanted to end on like a darker note so that the next season would be interesting too. I just feel like it was wrapped up in like a two. They're like, oh, no, no, no. We can't spend too much time on this conflict. Uh, Luke just shows up and saves the day, which is kind of disappointing well, think, to me.
1: Yeah, I think it, it definitely, like I said, it's it's an ex machina. It, it does feel yeah. a, uh, like a little cheap um, when, like, because it the feels rest like they s- set up all these dominoes just for them yeah. not to have to deal with them at all.
0: Which the rest of the episodes, like the rest of the seasons don't really do that. No, this it's just this one episode that stands out to do that.
1: I think in the end, the reason why it's all okay for me is because like that is a secondary story for what the. Big reason why this ended up being effective uh, is the story between Mando and Baby Yoda, which was yeah. incredibly emotionally effective.
0: I do love that we got to see Pedro Pascal's face. It was really moving, yeah. actually.
1: I mean, Pedro, Pedro Pascal is a fantastic actor and he has done a yeah. lot of work to make sure that he can come off with emotion despite wearing a mask the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the moment he takes off the mask and you see him emotional, man, it hits you like a ton of bricks. It really it does. Really does. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really good. I think, uh, you know, in a, a, the episode prior, he does take his mask off before. And I think why this works is, is so that now... When he takes off his mask, you're not paying attention to his face, which you've seen before. Mm -hmm. You're paying attention to his emotion because he didn't really even have emotion the first time he took off his mask. He was just kind of shocked. And so that scene was unbelievably effective. I think the show wants to transition to telling a different story, which I think is okay. Um, I kind of like the idea that they've wrapped up this portion of the story. And now it's going to like the show isn't, you know the baby Yoda it's the Mandalorian so now we get to see him Uh, sort of have a different story and I think that's I'm honestly excited about that because I like the idea that they're not going to try to overdo this storyline they have more stories to tell and they're going to do it I think I
0: wanted one more
1: season with baby Yoda you just love baby Yoda (laughs) obviously I love baby Yoda who doesn't
0: but I will say um even with that said, my favorite episode of the season was chapter 15, which is the episode right before the finale when baby Yoda actually gets kidnapped and they have to find like the coordinates for the starship he's on. And so they they break into this base and it's it's crazy to be honest. It's such a tense like Fantastic episode uh, from beginning to end because there's so many like small character decisions that have to be made throughout it. And the whole cast has something to do. Uh, And that episode doesn't have any baby Yoda in it. So it does make me feel confident that they can do really interesting things um, in the future with Mando and minus baby Yoda. But baby Yoda was the driving factor in that episode too. So I don't know. I think they can we'll do see. a lot
1: more. I think they, they do a great job at fleshing out other characters. Like, my favorite episode was also the episode before. And it has Bill mm-hmm. Burr in it, who,
0: yeah, Bill to Burr be honest, he's, so a great,
1: good. He's, he's a great actor. And I did not expect to have that type of performance because he's usually a more of a comedic guy. And yeah. it was really effective. And my, fav- my favorite part, Amanda, about that entire scene is that the evil character in <laughs> <Yeah>. that uh, <laughs> sequence has, like, this... Thick Southern drawl. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the Empire has transitioned to having like British accents to having Southern accents. And it just, yeah. it was like a small change. And it it just hit me because they're showing like these little changes to the Empire that are just really effective for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I I fully trust that this show can flesh out the universe more. The, you know, they're never going to go into places Star Wars haven't been, but I believe that this show is going to do along with maybe some other series are going to do what the Clone Wars did for the prequels in that I can now watch the prequel movies with the context of the Clone Wars and have more mm-hmm. enjoyment out of it. And yeah. I think that's what this universe is going to do. I'm going to be able to look at um, the sequel trilogy with maybe a little <laughs> bit of a better light because mm-hmm. I'm going to have this sort of, uh, or these types of stories to look back mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. have more context for those stories.
0: Yeah. Um, I will also say I love Ming-Na Wen return as, uh, Incredible. the, yeah. the really, the really amazing like sniper. Um, and I surprisingly loved Boba Fett. I didn't think I would like him that much. I think he's really good. Um, The episode with him is fantastic. I love that he's the actor playing him is the same person that voiced all the clones from uh, the Mm -hmm. TV shows. I'm on board for his show. I think I'm going to really enjoy it. And um, the Ahsoka Tano episode was everything that I wanted it to be. It was very, very good.
1: Oh, yeah. I I will say, uh, so the two characters they brought back, Ahsoka Tano was going to be great no matter what because Dave Filoni did a I think he wrote that episode. I think he was involved with it. I think so, Um, yeah. And that's a fully fleshed out character in the universe that he spent a lot of time with. So I think that character was going to be great. In terms of Boba Fett, I think that that is the easiest character to be able to do stuff with because they've done practically nothing within Mm -hmm. the movies. They have a little bit of him in the TV show, but like for Mm -hmm. the most part, like... Boba Fett is a pretty open character for you to do stuff with. Yeah. Because he has had so little. So I'm pretty excited about him, too. I think that if as long as they take the same kind of care that they did with this show for his, I'm sure it's going to turn out great.
0: Yeah. I will also say that um, he had the, my favorite joke of the season, which is when they were trying to infiltrate a stormtrooper base Uh, They're like, yeah, why can't you go in there and not wear a mask? And he's like, I think they'll recognize my face, which is such a good joke. (laughs) Yeah. And I was not expecting it.
1: (laughs) All right. I think that will wrap us up then for today. Um, Thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe to get more new episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. So iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all that sort of stuff. Um, Special thanks to Catloaf, which will be our intro and outro music. It is the track Astoria Dittmars, and you can get more Catloaf on Spotify
0: yeah you can join us uh, I think we're going to do the next episode coming out is going to be another fun mini episode where we talk about the big movies that came out finally we got new movies Uh, the big movies that came out for Christmas uh, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman and Soul and we're going to try and do a little spoiler free so you can decide for yourself if you're going to watch them Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, we'll see you next time when we talk about those movies
1: yeah keep going Mm-hmm. Dun, bum, 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 ba, keep, dun, keep it going. Dun, uh, my favorite part is the part where it's like, wow, 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 wow. I can't do that's it. That's
0: kind of dead on, actually. That was really good. I didn't think you'd be able to do it. Uh,
1: I agree. That's a really good. He's a great score. He's a great little character score. All right, Dave, call me up. Call me up. I'll be a part hey, of the score next week. We're here week for you. Summer.
0: Mouth percussing our way to the, to the top. <laughs>